Crows Radio Show with Sauce. He tumbles it forward. It's going to run through. Oh, Sauce Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Two showdowns in a year and they are both Sam Jacobs weekend. I'll tell you what, he's a three-time <laughs> showdown medalist and he joins us right now. Hello, Sammy. Oh, I'll, let, I'll let you tell the story, oh, Tomo. No, but, uh, don't I'll act it. like you didn't text me on the way in. <laughs> Thanks for reading that out for me as well. But, mate, absolutely love this uh, week. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't get any better than showdown. It has to be the greatest rivalry in the AFL. Um, it's hard to even, you know, even Australian sport, I reckon, is the Crows versus the Port Adelaide Footy Club, mate. And uh, it delivered once again. Absolutely, mate. And uh, Saturday night's great, but yep. I'd love to see it on the Friday I'm night. That's where where it, where it needs to be, but yep. also I do understand that this week just happened to be Carlton versus Collingwood, mm-hmm. which which we know where that sort of sits as well in the landscape. So another big drawing game, but uh, mate, very excited. Yeah, big show, big weekend. Absolutely, you can download the whole podcast on the listener app as well. L I S T and R. But who's coming up on the show there? Well, it doesn't get any bigger. Straight off the top, we have to go Andrew Newton Jarman. Yes. We've been trying for years to we get have. him on. Yep. Years, we've done all we could, and we finally landed him today. Unbelievable. So. Uh, just a, quick, a bit of a um, peek behind the curtains. Yeah, obviously, we uh, work with uh, Juice every single yep. week and whatever throughout the week here at Triple M. And uh, he come up to me and he goes, is there a fee involved? <laughs> he goes, I'm here in Bernie, got $1,000 two oh, weeks we ago. Go. He here goes, go. so I will be double that figure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, uh, if, if he wants that, he better deliver. So, uh, mate, along with him, we got big Riley O'Brien on as well. So, uh, looking forward to that chat. He's obviously having a great year, uh, Riley. So, yeah. um, fantastic to hit him on. And uh, well, unfortunately, we have to revisit a, a few injuries we've got at the moment. So, we know uh, it's not all uh, not all sunshine in footy. And unfortunately, we lost Nick Murray as well in ACL and Isaac last weekend. So. Uh, we'll have a, a discussion about that, and I guess we're there, we're there immediately. Yeah, for sure, mate. Obviously, you've done a an ACL yep. as well, so you'll know exactly what he's going through. But, geez, that hurts us, doesn't it? You know, with Nick going down, Tommy Duday as well. Yeah, exactly. So, very, very unfortunate. But we can brighten it up on this Sunday morning and get started on the Crows Radio Show. We love this bloke at the Crows Radio Show. He's jumped on a couple of times over the past few years here at Triple M. We love him. He's a best and fairest winner. His name's Riley O'Brien. Hello, mate. G'day, Tomo. How you going? Oh, mate, we're going all right. Thank you very much. Now, like I said, we've had you on a couple of times, but some, there's some fresh listeners, mate, and uh, you're a staple of the Adelaide Football Club side, uh, and you have been for, for a while. But can you run us through your career, mate? Uh, run us through where it all started and how you ended up at the Adelaide Crows? Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I came over as a 19-year-old. I got picked up a year late um, out of uh, Melbourne, so I grew up there, and then Got rookie drafted over here and then did uh, a long apprenticeship under Big Saucy for a few years. Yes. And then, yeah, started playing uh, probably from about 2019 onwards. And, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's been a great journey so far and plenty uh, still to write yet, hopefully as a, as a team with lots of success to come. Now, as you mentioned, Berta, you have, uh, you, you have taken over the, uh, the rock roll, which is fantastic. And we know you started off really well. And I guess last year, on, by your standards, um, it probably wasn't at the level, mate. But this year, it's a, it's a credit to you. You're having a fantastic year. What do you sort of have to adjust? Um, because everyone goes through it. You know, it, it's when you do arrive on the scene that, you know, you get a bit more attention. You start playing good footy. How have you, how have you adjusted to that and responded so well this year? Yeah, I think last year was probably just the case of overthinking my footy. I was probably doing more stuff off the field than I've ever done in terms of my off-season, my pre-season. Yeah. Uh, and I was going really well. And then I got to a stage where I, uh, early in the year, had a couple of average games. And then from there, I sort of spiraled a little bit in terms of my um, overthinking my footy. I've always been one who's been pretty analytical, but yep. probably got to the stage where I was losing a bit of instinct on field. I was trying to you know, control everything and, and think about everything far too much. And 
just got in my head basically and then um, yeah, got dropped mid-year and was able to come back and play some reasonable footy towards the end of the year. But um, yeah, it was basically that. It was basically that, that mental headspace. You can, you can really overthink your footy and lose that flow and that, I guess, that mojo you've got on field. And I sort of felt like that last year, but this year I've been feeling uh, yeah, a lot better in that space. But um, certainly it's still uh, a lot of improvement to come and um, certainly still a fair way off what I know I can play in terms of my best footy. It's, a, it's an interesting point, that one, Berta, because... Um, yeah, Everyone looks at the physical way, and you, you prepare arguably better than anyone that I played with as well. And you know, you're right up there with the most professional guys. But how much time do you need to? Okay, well, I've got my um, my professionalism and my physical side in shape. How how much time you've then put into your mental side? Because now I think you're 27 around that age anyway. Um, so you're probably you know you're starting to hit your rhythm in terms of your your preparedness for your physical attributes. But how do you go now managing that with the mental side of it? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the mental side's um, so important. You can have all the physical attributes in the world, but if you're not um, functioning up top, you're not going to do much. So, yeah, I found I found last year was more it was more of a balance outside of footy, being able to switch off and um, feel fresh coming into training games. It was probably that overthinking at all times, and that flowed in uh, to games. So yeah, now I do you do a lot of work just switching off from footy, getting away from the club, and doing things outside of footy, and um, also yeah, I do a lot of work in. Sort of just the mindfulness um, fa- uh, space and working on the you know, mental skills within games. But yeah, it's mainly that ability to switch off from footy and be able to be fresh coming into games and um, I guess to just allow your instincts to take over instead of, you know, having, um, trying to control and overthink everything. Yeah. Now, Big Rob, you said at the start of the chat, mate, that you worked under Saucy. You had to do a bit of an apprenticeship <laughs> under him. Have you taken any yes. of that on with young Kieran Strawn? He's played a couple of games at AFL level, but... Do you take what you learnt from Source and then move it on as well? Yeah, I, I learnt absolutely heaps from Source. I had a, had a tough, tough few years trying to, uh, <laughs> trying to win a hit out of training. Um, didn't win one for my first couple of years. We got there in the end. Um, but yeah, Strawny, good, great mates with Strawny. And he's, uh, yeah, certainly we push each other at training and yeah, try and uh, certainly teach him uh, as much as I can. And um, whenever when he's come in the last couple of years, which he has both last year and the year before, um, I've certainly yeah, try to help as much as I can in terms of giving advice around uh, certain opponents and uh, my experience at AFL level. So, yeah, he's, he's uh, certainly one I'd try and give as much advice as possible. Now, Bernie, you're, you're one of the most popular guys in the locker room. You, your house is a drop-in centre. Um, <laughs> talk us through, have you got anyone living with you at the moment and who have you had through in, uh, in most recent times? Oh, I have had a few over the years. I've been too nice, put my hand up for the young blogs coming through. So, I had uh, Nettie McHenry there when he first came over for quite a while and then <laughs> Uh, Nick Murray came in for about a year. The Muzz, yeah. And then, and then Jake Saligo for about a year as well. Oh, so th- those three were the main ones. And now, actually, oh, Mitch Hins got kicked out of Ben <laughs> So I had to take him under the wing or else he was going to be homeless. So he's currently living with me um, for the last few months. So. There you go. What, Chloe's starting to have enough. I mean, you still are starting <laughs> yeah, to get getting yeah, down the probably, line here. It's mm. probably time to say, Robert, yeah. time to stop taking in all the players. Little yeah, knock on the door. yeah. We enjoyed it for a while. We had some great fun, especially with you know guys like Nettie. He's he's a yeah. ball of energy and get, keeps you on your toes. But uh, yeah, we might have to uh, give it up soon. But uh, Hingy's good to have around at the moment. He's uh, not too bad. So and as I said, he was out. He was out on his ass. So I had to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, that. That's a real team man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's it is. He's definitely. That's a great mentality. Uh, just quickly before we let you go, Rob, uh, unfortunately missed him last night. Isaac Rankin, his influence on the club since he's come over from the Gold Coast Suns. What's the story there? Yeah, obviously miss him the next couple of weeks uh, with his hammy, but um, yeah, he, he's been a great addition. He's just he's such a live wire up there and brings so much energy 
uh, to the team with the way he plays and even the way he celebrates. So he's, you know, <laughs> he, he gives a lot of headaches for opposition and he's certainly a guy you want on your team because he just pulls goals out of nowhere, sets up others for goals and he's just made that front end of the ground so potent uh, this year and we've been yeah, kicking big scores on the back of, of him and some, a few other guys. Uh, really, Beautiful, mate. Really appreciate your time on the Crows radio show there. Big Rob, enjoy the rest of your weekend, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Saucy. Saucy, it was a pretty tough day at the office last week interstate when we took on the Melbourne Footy Club, mate. Uh, late, we lost. Isaac Rankin went down with a hamstring, we're hoping, only a couple away. And uh, the other really, really unfortunate one was Nick Murray. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a real disappointing one. And I, I know we spoke a couple of weeks ago about Tom Duday and I guess the effect that's going to have on the team. And then yeah. when you've got a bloke who's probably going to step up and take you a bit of not only the performance side of it, but the leadership stuff. You know, Mars is up to 40, mid-40 games mm. now, I think. And he's starting to, I guess, in, entrench himself in the team. And it's just so disappointing because not only, you know, you, lo- you lose him as a player, you lose yeah. him for 12 months. Like, it's, right. a, it's a big hit and all the preseason and, the, and the, the, you know, another opportunity, another year to grow with, you know, Jordan Butts and, yep. and these types, Joshy Warrell and all that as well. So... Um, we spoke to Mars during the week uh, on the Crows, um, Crows TV show. Let's let's have a listen. He landed heavily in that contest with Van Ruin, twisting motion. But yeah, it's definitely that left leg. I've sort of looked at it a couple of times now. It doesn't look too bad. Um, and at the time, it was obviously quite a sharp pain, but it only lasted for 10 seconds. That's why the siren sort of went and I was sort of ready to go back on in the fourth quarter. But... Um, the doctors and physios, I was in good hands and they sort of said we'll just manage it and um, yeah, obviously got the news yesterday that I'd ruptured my ACL, so not the greatest news but we'll, we'll live on. See, I was um, staying pretty optimistic and it was feeling not too bad yesterday. Um, that's when Sez called me and sort of gave me the news. I was pretty you know, heartbroken and, and surprised as well because I didn't think it was going to be that bad because of the way I was moving um, in the fourth quarter. So. Um, yeah, it's got to sort of soak for about 10 minutes, but just got to get on with it now and, and move on. And uh, obviously Tom Duda is sort of in a similar situation. So I've sort of spoken to him and Sloaney about what the timeline looks like and, and when I'm returned to sort of get back. It's a very strange injury, isn't it? Yeah. Like you, you break your leg, you know about it straight away. You do a hamstring, yeah. you know about it straight away. You've done an ACL, yeah. Saucy. Did you know straight well, away? Well, I guess there's a couple of ways you're doing it. I got, I got tackled with mine and my leg my leg went and yeah. you know blew up and it was sore straight away. Yeah. And I guess that's, that's the impact one. And then you've got the other one where it was innocuous yeah. you know Muzz just landed yeah, and, and right. if, if you watch the vision for our listeners out there like it just looked like you know it landed a little bit awkward but mm. nothing untoward but like like he said he was actually looking to come back on the ground so mm. um but you I, hear these stories as well going around of people you know just, feel just like don't they, even know well they got a sore knee yeah and, and it'll come good and then have played without with a torn acl for, right. for a long long time yeah it is and i guess it's going to be it's going to be the challenge for Muzz is he's such a physical guy i mean yeah. we only had him on the show a couple of weeks ago and he right. talks about you know he virtually wrestles sheep in mm. his spare time outside of footy so drenching <laughs> doesn't he so uh probably similar to sloney sloney's going to be great in that way because sloney's such an active person obviously when he got sw- um surfing taken away mm. from him and and being outdoors uh it's a it's a big challenge so um fortunately or unfortunately he's got some fantastic mentors there and um hopefully we see Muzz and I'd like to say he'd come back bigger and stronger, but no. he, he can't get much bigger and no, stronger than right. what he already is. So uh, he's got, to, yeah, he'll have a lot to learn, mate, and he'll, uh, he'll have a, a big 12 months ahead of him. Yeah, spot on, mate. And the other one was Isaac Rankin. Unfortunately, went down late. He was absolutely on fire against the Melbourne Footy Club over there. And um, yeah, bad left hamstring sauce. Yeah, and a lot was spoken about Isaac in the preseason about coming over, how he's going to deal playing, you know, yeah. in the bigger games. And, mate, he was absolutely yeah, outstanding on the weekend, wasn't he? Like, obviously, kept, kept us in it. He did, did 100%. Mm. And we were all missing Joshua Rochelle, who, Obviously, he's um his partner in crime up there as well. But 
Um, he, he, he's played, he's had a fantastic year, Isaac, and hopefully, you know, all things going well, we should see him towards the back end and hopefully we can keep winning and you never know where the season might end up, mate, but he's had, he's had a massive year. He's had uh, a huge impact on the group. We heard Riley speak about him yeah. before the impact he's had there as well. So, um, we, uh, hopefully we get him back sooner rather than later and he can set himself up for a bigger year. Do you reckon he can go again? This is a personal opinion. Yeah. Do you reckon he can go again in 24, like, and, and go to the next, next level? Yeah, I do. And I, and I look at someone like Cozzy Pickett and it was, it was interesting that game against Melbourne. And, um, a few days ago is, is you saw Cozzy was starting to get up the ground more and, and starting to get you know go from rather than being 10 to 12 touches mm. up to that 18 to 20 touches and if Isaac Rankins have an 18 to 20 touches a game mm. you know it's going to put us in a pretty good spot and I think you know with his ability to cover the ground he's going to be able to get up and get back and um, tie that in with Joshua Rochelle I think you know Isaac can take his career as far as he wants and hopefully for us as Crows fans mate it's uh, he's, he's going to dominate well put now, we've been chasing this man for oh. the last couple of years, I tell you what, and he's given us no, no, no. This will be the best interview yep. in the Crows radio show history. That's what he said just before. Hello, Andrew Jarman. G'day, Adelaide. <laughs> G'day, Crows fans. Great to be here on this top-rating show. It's been a while. Yeah, It's been a long, long, long time. Now, before we get into it, I, yes, know, I know you're into your ambience and all that sort of yes. stuff. So I've yes. got you, and we, we are on the radio, so you can't see, but I have bought a prop. So I've got you a candle. Oh, don't. Now, you're not actually allowed to light it because we know the story. So take us into the story about your your candle and your coaching. Now, when I was coaching North Adelaide and I thought I'd do things a little bit different than most uh, modern-day coaches, is that because we as coaches get a bit, uh, well, I reckon we get a little bit aggressive with our players (laughs) if they're not articulating the game plan. Yep. Well, on this particular night, we're at the Nord Oval and we were dressed up like, you know, we were dressed up in Pierre nines. Cardon suits from Italy. <laughs> Mafia. Mafia. This type is you and DJ. This is you and DJ. No, the whole team oh, had no. to dress up. Yeah. We had jackets and slacks and shirts and ties. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we were playing Nord on a Friday night at Nord Oval. Uh, we went in their coach's box, a wee little coach's box back in the day. And I had a lavender car- candle for every game because it calmed. It calmed me down. And that's what candles do, source and family. Yeah. So I had a candle lit behind me and uh, I said to my brother, uh, make sure you light that. And DJ just lit my candle and I stood up. And at, just before quarter time, it was nine goals to one Nord's way. And as, as I said to my brother and the coaching staff, this is going pretty well, isn't it? Friday night, beautiful night for footy. We're getting spanked. What's that bloody smell? And my brother's gone. I said, are you blokes smoking? You can't. And they go, no. No, my brother just sat there. He knew what was going on. The back of my uh, jacket suit was on fire. So Because I leant back and leant into the bloody candle that was lit up. The Mate, the whole, lav- the whole joint just lavened out. And, and they were giggling. I said, this ain't funny. And I had to rip my jacket off. and my bloody belt singed. My backside singed. So I was talking to the boys with my bloody bum hanging out. Oh, honestly, and I got a letter from the Nord Football Club. Not billing you. Yeah, yeah, Bill, you could, the smoke coming bloody everywhere. People ducking out of the grandstand. Oh, but that's what you do, Sauce. Oh, and we lost by 15 goals. <laughs> oh, Now, that is part of your coaching career, Juice. Yes. Let's go back to your playing career, mate. Now, you dominated the Sandful, and I don't say that lightly. You absolutely dominated the Sandful in the 80s and the early 90s as well, and then ventured into the Crows. Can you can you take us through your Sandful journey in the 80s? Oh, the the oh, that that was some of the best football. That's where I played my best football. I felt that I was at my best. I I was with my brother Darren, and obviously we had this wonderful connection. We had a wonderful, wonderful teacher in Michael Noonan, one of the best coaches 
in his day. He was ahead of ahead of his time as a, as a senior coach. Like we were doing one uh, k uh, k runs, two k runs. We were doing uh, skin folds, blood testing. We were doing all that, all yeah. that back in the early eighties because right? Michael Noonan had the Institute of Sports, so we were lucky to use those for the, anyway. He, his DNA was pure skill, attack, but pure skill. First give, hit targets, and his and his his mantra was: if you can't kick, you can't play. Mm-hmm. So every preseason, we'd rock up to preseason, and he'd hand pick the players that could hit the targets or use or have good skill set. Anyway, every year. So when we got going in '84, so I got there. My first league year was '84. And it was unbelievable. Like you're playing in front of fifteen, sixteen thousand people. Yep. You're the ducks nuts. You're strutting around Prospect Oval. <laughs> and then '85, we played in a grand final. And I'm thinking, how good's this? I'm single. You know, <laughs> Prospect Oval we had fifty, fifteen to twenty thousand there. We lost to Glenelg. I'm thinking, this is sensate. This is Hollywood. This is Hollywood. <laughs> and I loved it. I soaked it up, and I loved it. But um, but we we used to have a lot of fun with Michael Noonan because. Um, you know, he had a great sense of humour, but he was scary. He was yeah. fair income scary. Some of the bakes he gave our blokes. You know, we had we had blackboards in those days yeah. with chalk with the team on it. Yeah. But anyway, some great characters. But we had a very skillful football side, and that's what. And and so what we focused on was pure fundamentals. That's it, and that's what you don't see in today's football. Mm-hmm. Now you, you spoke about the love of playing with DJ. Um, take us back to night one of the Crows. Obviously you played, uh, was it five or six seasons at North Adelaide before then uh, coming and playing for the Crows, but night one, Sox pulled up to you quads. Mm. You got the three uh, Brownlow votes against DJ. How, how was that night? Well, that, it, it was a, it was, for me, it was a, a, a tough night because you're playing against your little brother. Amazing. Yeah. We've been together from day dot. Mm. Like back in the days at Gazer, oh, I was like the, the captain of under-14s and his first year under-14s. And every second year I didn't win the bloody medal because I was rubbed out. <laughs> knocking blokes out because they were thumping DJs. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then you thumped him that night. Yeah, and really. I thumped him that night because that, night, that day my... Dear mother, God bless her soul. She was so emotional because she didn't know where it was yeah. going. But he was a mummy's boy, DJ. Mm. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Anyway, she was there, football park, 45,000. You know, first ever game for the Adelaide Crows Football Club. It was a, it was, it was an honour. It was a privilege to be there. Uh, there was like, what, what of a 60, 70th pick from nine Sample clubs to form a football yeah. side that we are yeah. there today, you know, 30-odd yeah. years down the track. And I remember we were going down the race, and we didn't know what to expect because you're playing Hawthorne. Mm. And I knew I was going to be staying on Darren, but my mother rang that day, and she goes, she was Scottish. She goes, Andrew, make sure you look after your brother tonight. I said, Mum, no. <laughs> He's declared war on me. He took off the Victoria, so no, he'll have no teeth left. <laughs> so she, would, she, she goes, do you dare touch your little brother like that? <laughs> you want to get any hot soup? <laughs> anyway... So it was, yeah, it was a great night. And um, I remember we were going down the race in the old footy park days and Chris McDermott turned around, yep. our great captain, and he just inspired us with some words about, it's about, it's a legacy, make a statement, do us proud, but don't give in. Don't give in. Let's just give everything we got because we were playing the almighty Hawthorne football club source. The greats. One of the all-time greats. And bloody hell, well, well, the rest is history. Now, I didn't deserve the three votes, the Brownlow votes. Yep. David Marshall did. Okay. Because he was the best player on that night. He was outstanding. But the whole set, whole side played beautifully. And you know, again, you go, whoa, AFL footy? Yeah. How, How easy good. is this? Oh, no. How long has this been going on? <laughs> 
and then next week we'd have got knocked off by Carlton. <laughs> oh, no. but, but that six years, you know, being one of the originals of the Adelaide yep. Crows, yep. I, I, I have always felt that I never played my best football because we were full-time, we had full-time employment. So I was working for Cooper's Brewery at the time. Yep. I had two young children. Mm. And then and then we'd rocked up at training at 4 o'clock and not getting home till 7, 38 o'clock because Graham Corns tried to squeeze so much into us to compete with the Victorian clubs. Yeah. And it was brutal. Some yeah. of the training sessions were brutal. We were training seven bloody days a week, two times. It was, it was, it was something, but, but I loved it. Yeah. And I did cut corners, which I regret now. Yeah. Tony Modra and I in the weights room, when we had our new facility, and now it's going to get knocked down at some stage, we'd strut around with the, you know, the weight belts yeah. on and all the powder. Yeah. So we'd flick all the powder <laughs> on our chest and hands. And we'd, Mods and I would be swaggering through the new gym in, you know, $200,000 worth of weights, which we hardly touched. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scotty Lee and Rod Jamison and Grant Filkey and some great, Johnny Klug. Oh, they'd be giving us the dirty look because Mods and I would pretend, and Leon Holmes was our weights coach. Yeah. Charmin, Modra, where are you? And we go, Modra, pick up a dumbbell. Oh, oh. So, so we didn't take that seriously, which yeah. we probably should have, you know, but it was a great time. Now, your story didn't end there at the Crows. You went back to Nord and won another McGarry and another, uh, another premiership. Talk me about your passion for SA footy. And, and Tom, I'll ask you a second around the, your coaching yeah. and what you've done for grassroots footy. Yeah. But tell me about your, you're an SA football Hall of Famer. Tell me about how much South Australian footy means to, means to you. Well, they gave me, it means a lot. It, it, it's basically my whole life because it gave me an opportunity because there was a, a period in my life where I had to, I got to the, they all, you know, this, this saying, you get to the crossroads of a, of a, of a career or of a, of a journey. And I had no trade. Darren and I didn't have any trade. Yep. You know, you, you're a yep. bricky by trade. You, you, you're academic and intelligent and, you know. You, building, building's where my qualifications building, are. Building, yeah. but, you, but yeah. you've got a yeah. trade. Every, uh, I, we didn't have a trade. Football was our trade. Yeah. Football was all we knew because yep. that's all we had. So we got there. I got there and I've gone, buddy, if I go left, I could end up at Gazer and play 500 games at Gazer and do nothing yep. with my life. Yep. Or if I go right, I reckon I'm a chance to do something with mm. what I've been given. Yep. And, 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 that's the, and, and that's what the sample gave me. They gave me that opportunity. They gave me a look. Yep. And Barry Robin, my idol, and Jack Sutto came to my house because I was in the West Torrens zone back in the day. Mm. So they had to pay $3,500 back go. then yeah. to get Darren and I or get me to North Adelaide because I was always a North Adelaide supporter. Barry Robin's my idol. Um, I used to dye my hair blonde. <laughs> um, I tried to walk like Barry, talk like Barry. That lasted for a week. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's what that's how invested I am yeah. with Sample Footy. Yeah. Uh, now, let's go grassroots, Jars, because, and I don't say this lightly either, I reckon you're the biggest influence on grassroots footy in this state with the platform that you have on the rush hour and in the media. Yeah. Why do you love it so much? So why, you've, you've coached so many clubs as well, mm. and you do it for the love of it, but why do you love it? <sighs> I think I love, I love to see... I, I, Someone said to me a few weeks ago, why do you go to these clubs that are struggling? Why do you go to these clubs that, are, that won't play finals? Yeah. Well, they're the ones I love. Yeah. They're the ones that I, I want to change. I could easily go to a top three club of each association and do well. Mm-hmm. Guil- you know? Guilty here at Flagstaff. <laughs> no, no, but, but, but you coached Ardross. Yeah, you know yeah. how hard yeah, yeah. it is. Oh, Tomo, you, you, yep. you know, you've got a wonderful footy club there. I just love the people, Tomo. I love the people in the Sanford and the AFL, but... I love the volunteers. Mm-hmm. I love the look on their face that, 
you know, our, our team managers in his 70s or 80s, Mick, um, and, and he just, it's his life. Yeah. And I look on his face. That's why you do it. You know, when win, lose, or draw, they're there for you. And I, I, I just love to see the boys. I love passing on what I was given. And I think it's important to give those guys some hope that, gee, this is what it's all about. Oh, I could have, I could have, I could have had a crack at it if I put a bit more yeah. time in and effort. Because it's, it's about hard work. Mm. It's hard work. Yeah, you can have a good skill set, but bloody work hard. Do the extras to make it if you want to have a crack at it. And, but I love all that. I love the volunteers. I love the smell of the the canteen, the barbecue. I get in there and 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 I bloody um. Uh, broom the change rooms and help the trainers if I can. I love all that. Yeah. You know, I, I was down there watching our C's a lot while ago. No one was doing the scoreboard. I did the school. Mm, I, I yeah. just love it. And and I think Tomo, that's I think because it's all stemmed from Gazer, mm-hmm. my club. Fell asleep under the tables. Sat Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday because my mum was always there. My father was a, obviously a champion of that footy club, and Darren and I. That was our base. That that's where we grew into loving grassroots football. And I reckon that's, you know, I did a stint, couple of stints in, in the state league, but, you know, I love getting up in the mornings and driving down to Port Nolunga or when I was at Williston yep. or Iron Bank yep. and Gazer, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, you want premierships and you want finals and you want to be successful. But you know, Source, it's bloody hard it work. Is. It's really hard. It's, it's tough. Really hard. Even at local Tom, level. you know yeah. it's yeah. tough. Yeah, for sure. The for professional sure. now. The, the local footy is professional. And that's what I want to bring. Yeah. And that's what I'm bringing to Will- uh, yeah. Port Nolunga, sorry. Yeah. And a you, you know, little bit at Williston. If you're not, I'm only guided by what I've got on the park. Yeah. Yeah. If I can find a, a group of young men, 21, 22-year-olds, and give them a half a chance, well, I've done my job. Yeah. But I've got to leave the place in a better place than when I got there. No, That's the DNA. You've certainly yeah? done that, mate. You've certainly done that. Are All we right. on the Crows show? We are. Yeah. We are. Is it the Crows show? The Crows radio show. Oh, hello. The award-winning now Crows radio, radio show. show. Right. We're about to and go we've up. won awards. We're about to go up a little notch here. All right, so I'm going to fire some quick ones at you. Now I need to need to get your intel here. Have we got a little dinger? Right. Or, yeah, Tommy, you're going to do something on this desk? Don't so, say dinger. This now. is Crow's Radio family. <laughs> now we mentioned you've won, you've done the double twice. Which one means more to you, 87 or 97? By the double, I mean McGarry Premiership double. 87. 87. Why? Uh, because we lost 85 and 86 and 87. We were under severe pressure to win one. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Best ground you've played at? Uh, best ground I've played at Adelaide Oval and uh, MCG. Best suburban ground then? Uh, Norwood Oval. Oh, Norwood. There you go. Uh, you might answer this one. Best coach? Michael Noonan. Yeah, we love that one. Uh, the greatest memory that people might know. So something a bit different. Uh, the greatest memory that... When yeah. I did the uh, tip-top ad. <laughs> <laughs> Go out to play. Uh, the best Jarman. Darren. Darren. Oh. Uh, the best local footy player. So you've, you've, we mentioned you've coached a little bit. Who's the best local footy player oh, you've coached? Great question. Uh, uh, Joshy Woolhutter. Joshy Woolhutter. Yeah, he's a ripper out at Williston. Your favourite all time teammate? Stephen Rowe. See. <laughs> love Rowe. Oh, clacker. Now Absolutely. competitors in the media. Oh, oh, biscuit no, exactly. barrel. Give him his love. And we're wiping them just yeah, quietly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, North Adelaide or Norwood? North Adelaide. Yeah. And the last one yes, is... Yes, This on. is the big one to finish. Bernie Vince or Greg Blewett? <sighs> Bernie Vince. <laughs> we can't work with a cricket chunkhead. He bleaches his teeth and gets Botox. Thank you very much for having me. It, this is fantastic. Is this global, this show? Yeah, oh, it will yeah. be. It yeah, will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Crows Radio Show. All the best. When's this going to air, please? <laughs> 
Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. So that's after the Crow Showdown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's how we roll, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. God love you all. Make Thank sure you, you look mate. after yourselves. Take care, boys. All the best. Thank you very much, mate. Done and dusted for another edition of the Crows Radio Show. Saucy, what a delight that was. Mate, I'm still uh, still uh, stroking my jaw because I'm sore from still laughing. But, yeah. mate, how good is it just talking? He's, he's such a, a pure man of footy jars. Absolutely yeah. just loves footy. And, mate, I could listen to the old school, not only jars, but the old school footy stories. They just, they, they'll never die. Vintage. Mate, we had to do it over two breaks. <laughs> went for 15 minutes. I said we didn't even touch on his bloody uh, radio career. Or anything. Oh, I know. But uh, I'm sure there'll be another time. So enjoy the rest of your Sunday morning out there, Crows fans. You've got some membership news. Yes, there, just before we go, mate, the, uh, the AFLW season is not too far away. Season 2023 is coming. So this is your club, your moment. Be there for all the action with the Adelaide Crows membership from just $8.50 yeah, per game, bargain, Tomo. So bargain. really family friendly. Get down there and watch the girls play and uh, renew or join your member for your chance to win a brand new Toyota Yaris. Oh, which Toyota, we love Toyota. Take fantastic that. partner of the club. And be part of the AFLW spirit and become a member at the crowsmembership.com.au, Tomo. Beautiful. That's crowsmembership.com.au. See you next week, man. See you then, mate.